The Stage Door Show. Celebrating the independent artist. With your host, Dave Hondell. Your smile and conversation, giving me the good vibration. Your heart got my attention, nothing but your rules and no caution. Took the time to listen. Hi everybody, welcome to the Stage Door Show tonight. This is Dave Hondell. I have a great artist tonight with me, uh, recording artist Lashonda Schofield. Lashonda, thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me, Dave. So I know I want to talk about your new single, Free to Love, and it's, it's by the way, it's an amazing song. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, but I really want to start out with the fact that you grew up in uh, Valdosta, Georgia, and you were singing since the age of three. Talk about that, and how did you get into that? Yeah, I've been singing since the tender age of three. I was born in Valdosta, Georgia. My mother uh, was a teen mom, um, but she had the wherewithal to know at a very young age that I was a singer before I even knew myself. So um, the very first song that she had me to sing was George Benson's The Greatest Love of All, out of all songs. That's a big song, right? Yeah. So she had me sing that um, for her friends at the age of three. So I've been singing a long time. So when you know when you were singing that young, I mean, just around the house, what kind of music did your mom listen to besides George Benson? I mean, what kind of influences did you have growing up? Oh man, my mom was a big Natalie Cole fan, so I can remember listening to Natalie Cole, watching her on television. Uh, there was one show with her and uh, Maurice White from Earth, One and Fire. And I remember that performance so vividly, and it just literally stopped me in my tracks. I wanted to, to be a performer after I saw that, but my mom listened to her. She listened to Shaka. She was big on Anita Baker. She was big on Sade and um, a huge Luther Vandross fan. Yeah, I mean, you know, who doesn't like Luther, right? In fact, I just got a, the honor of... of uh, Speaking to Ava Cherry the other day, who uh, actually got her start with Luther Vandross when they sang backup for David Bowie. So that was an amazing interview. And, you know, talking about Luther and some of those influences, I mean, when you got to a certain age, let's say, you know, your teen years, did you kind of veer off and, and have your own musical taste or did you kind of stick with what your mom uh, played in the house? You know, I did veer off a bit because I was really big on. Um, Atlantic Star was a huge influence of mine. I was big on Barbara Weathers. I loved Sharon Bryant's voice. And I feel like a lot of my stylings, my vocal stylings, mirror some of what they do. And um, I was a big Lisa Keith fan. She was a, um, a very popular background singer for Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. and when I heard her lead on Herb Alpert's Making Love in the Rain, and I must have been, I don't know, I, I was a teenager at the time, but when I heard it, it that was another song that stopped me in my tracks. And I wanted to sound like her. I wanted to, you know, hit those notes. And I just remember practicing all the time, you know, listening to her. She was a big influence as well. 
Well, you definitely have an amazing voice, and and our listeners are going to hear that in a little bit. Uh, but you know, the other the other thing I want to talk about is the fact that you started recording at the age of nineteen, which in itself again is a, is a young age to start recording in this business. So talk about that first experience walking into a recording studio and laying down a track, your first track. Oh, that was such a wonderful experience. I was blessed to be managed by the famous flautist Bobby Humphrey. And she gave me my first opportunity to record. I was a songwriter at the time, so I had you know opportunities to write for myself as well as for um, another artist um, that was in Sister Act um, at the time, uh, Ryan Toby. And so, you know, I that was really the birth of LaShonda in the studio. And I felt so at home, you know, performing or singing the songs in a studio setting. And so I just fell in love with it and, you know, it just became a part of me. You know, your, your new single, Free to Love, uh, again, it, 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 I really enjoyed the song, and we're going to play that in a little bit. But, you know, it had a great vibe, and it was definitely well-produced. And I know you you wrote the song and executive produced it. And, you know, and again, uh, really, really top-notch. Everybody that's listening out there, make sure you check it out, um, called uh, Free to Love. So talk about that and where that kind of was born. Yeah, so I collaborate with uh, producers Christopher and Conrad Rosser. They're identical twins, and um, we met, I I often tell this story, it was just divine intervention. We met on social media, and they immediately clicked with me, they shared their tracks with me, and the track for that song was one of them that, once I heard it, it immediately told me what to write to it. And so I was preparing bread, beans, and rice in my kitchen, and the lyrics just, they just started to flow, and it had a very island, Afrobeat vibe, and so quite naturally, you know, the track led led itself to that uh, genre, and the music, the lyrics, they just spoke love. Your smile and conversation Giving me the good vibration Your heart got my attention Nothing but your rules and no caution Took the time to listen Taking it slow cause when I race son You say you want to be different We gon' show them how it's done Take it steady flow Love me proper so All the others know that I am the queen And you are the king of my life So they'll see how it's supposed to be Your eyes are for me We're gonna do it so to so You make me feel brand new I'm so glad I found you You make it so easy Free, free to love You get me Had to make it sure, 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 not off on my bed. You 
write a song about love and but also incorporate you know the African themes you know I collaborated with a Namibian rap group called MIG and uh, they were amazing they were able to bring Africa to the track so there's a lot of chanting there is the you know authentic uh, Afro Wahili languages that are being present in the song. It's just really a fun song. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely was, and that that African element really added to it. So it was, it was beautifully produced. Uh, you know, and talk about your writing. Uh, you know, I, I guess your process when when you write songs, because I know you, you said that you heard the beat and it and the songs kind of or the words just kind of came to you. Talk about normally when you write. I mean, when you write music, do you do you uh, do you have the words come to you first or or is it typically the melody first and then, and then you write the words to it? How, what is your process normally? That's a great question. You know, I discovered that I write similarly to the way Michael Jackson would write. And what I discovered, I was listening to one of his um, videos on YouTube and he creates the melody in most cases first. And that's what I do. I, I like to let the track lead me in a direction. So I will develop the the melodic um, aspects of the song first the words don't necessarily come immediately sometimes they do and and when they do that's a gift but for the most part i will create the melody first and then kind of think about themes that are centered around what i'm doing melodically and start crafting the words around that so talk, talking about your, your writing and, and uh, you know, coming up with your beats and so forth, talk about some other music that you, that you have out there that our listeners uh, would enjoy listening to. Sure. I like to think of my songs as ear candy uh, for the soul. So a lot of my songs are, they have empowering messages. Um, I write a lot of songs about love. 
And one of the songs that I wrote that I think a lot of people would enjoy is a song called Wash That Man. It was a song that I wrote. It was meant to be a, an empowerment piece um, and a reminder for women to, to love themselves, to honor themselves. And I'm, in the song, I'm talking about, you know, how I discovered a lover being untrue and unfaithful and how I arrive at the decision to let go of toxic energy. Baby, let's stop the charade. I know you don't really truly love me. Overheard you telling your boy you were through with me. Only putting up with me because I got your baby. Well, life is too short. You can leave, you can retire. I hate myself. Should've kept a spare tire for days like this When you're acting ridiculous You can bounce, I don't have to put up with you Time to wash that man right out of my hair Like soap in my eyes, he's making me cry Time to wash that man right out of my head Acting so flaky, treating me shady oh. Like my conditioner, oh. detangle sad him oh. So that's one song. And then I have a song called My Rhythm, My Blues. And it's my special favorite because it's an ode to the R&B genre. A lot of people think I'm talking about a lover, but I'm actually talking about my love my infinite love for R&B music. No second guessing how I'm gonna be I'm hooked, can't you see? I'm just a sucker, sucker for your love I'm just a sucker, sucker And then I have a song called Calamity. And Calamity was a song that I wrote in direct response to online dating. So in that song, I'm giving guys the do's and don'ts of how to approach a woman in direct messaging. It's really catchy. Hello, stranger in my DM. Slipping in, acting like you know me. You got that Neanderthal conversation. Your favorite letters are W-Y-T. Stringing words together incoherently. Looking for a hookup, baby, you just met me. You. I know my love isn't hiding me. Hide the 
It's funny you should mention that last one, Calamity, because my wife and I met online and uh, online dating uh, site, and we actually have been together seven years now. So, <laughs> so I must have done some. I, I must have did something right. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, anyway, I want to. I want to talk about. I want to talk about the. How did you get the 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 nickname? Dat Girl. Talk about that. Where'd that come from? Sure. I got the nickname Dat Girl. It was a gospel artist who gave me that name. His name is Lamont Sanders, and he's out of New Jersey. And so I was in New Jersey at the time writing a song for him. And he was like, you know, you write really good songs. But the thing is, I don't think a lot of people are going to remember your name. He said, you know, you need a nickname. Sort of like, you know, when people think about you and the first thing that will come to their mind is that you write really good songs. So they, they may snap their finger and say to themselves, you know, you know that girl that writes really good songs? I can't think of her name, though. <laughs> you should be that girl. That girl. And it just stuck. And I've been that girl ever since. I love it. That's a great story. Um, you know, no, no. Looking at your social media too. I mean, one of the other things that we we talk about on our show is the business of being an in, uh, independent artist. And looking at your social media, it's very professionally done and very well put together. And the photos are on point. I mean, you know, everything that's on your social media is the way it should be. And it's really a model that other people should really follow. And the one thing I wanted to talk to you about, um, <clears throat> you know, besides your social media, is also the importance of being professional. Uh, you know, you have this whole process of, of, of coming onto my show. Uh, I've, I've seriously, I, this is your business acumen is amazing because I, I have run into very few people that have had the professionalism, great communication, and uh, just the business acumen that you've had uh, this whole process and, and your team as well. So, you know, kudos to, on that. And, you know, talk about that. Talk about the importance of being professional um, to everybody that you that you run into. And, you know, again, you know, it's it just I think it goes a long way. So talk about that. Thank you so much for the wonderful compliment. I want to first say that it's very important to first operate in the spirit of excellence. So that's really my foundation is operating in the spirit of excellence. And when I do that, that means that everything that I do, everything that represents my brand, it has to be polished. It has to represent professionalism. I'm a stickler for, and you mentioned pictures, and I appreciate that so much because I'm a stickler for um, the photography has to look a certain way. My um, imaging in terms of marketing has to look a certain way. It needs to look, just because you're an indie artist doesn't mean that it has to have a low budget appeal. There are many, many ways to um, find people that can assist in providing you services to provide that polished look. And that's what it's about. It's about not putting labels on, well, you're an indie artist, so therefore, you know, your, your marketing material needs to look like it's low budget. I've always approached it this way. I treat my brand as if it's a million dollar brand. Um, and your compliment to me is a reflection of the spirit of excellence that I operate in. And so it warms my heart 
to hear you say these things and to to give me um, that uh, affirmation and compliment because I really put a lot of work, time, and effort, and I make sure that my team uh, does the same. And so it's it's a reflection of just you know how I view myself and how I view my brand. So thank you so much. Yeah, it's definitely well deserved. Um, what do you, what are you looking at down the road? I know we're right now we're still we're still fighting the COVID um, the COVID thing out there with especially with artists and you know uh, Broadway actors and singers and everybody that that you know performs in front of people right now is having a very very tough time. Um, you know the the good thing is that you still can record write and record so that's the good thing but what what are you looking at down the road like maybe a few years down the road where do you want to be do you want to be signed to a big label do you want to continue to be an indie artist i mean what what do you want to do with your career uh down the road a few years sure well i have a label it's 309 music group wow and so years down the road i'm looking to add a roster of artists that is awesome uh currently we are licensing our work to uh, lend itself to independent films. Uh, before COVID, I was licensing my work to stage uh, playwrights uh, for stage plays. And so I, I will say this, I know that this is a very serious time and um, I want to just extend my heart to those who have been impacted by COVID-19. It has uh, been a global impact for us all. I, what it means for me, um, it, it's really an opportunity to just refocus, regroup. Um, like you said, I have had opportunities to still record. I've found very small, intimate venues that will allow me to perform. So that's been a blessing to be able to still do that. I, I actually have a performance October 16th um, here in Houston. So just trying to find ways to stay safe. Um, but I do recognize that the industry at large has been greatly impacted by the global pandemic. Um, it's just really been, um, it's it stalled the performance aspect of what we do. But it doesn't mean that we have to, to stop. There are other means, there are other creative ways to still reach a mass audience, such as my conversation with you, as well as um, finding ways to perform virtually. So we're utilizing different mechanisms to reach people to still be able to get the music so that it's heard by the masses. That's important to me. Now, we talk about, um, you know, we've had a lot of people on my show that, that are <clears throat> that have been in the music business for 40 plus years and uh you know they talk about how they want their legacy to be remembered uh you know how, how do you want your legacy to re be remembered in the music business i mean what do you want to be remembered as down the road you know 30 40 <laughs> years you know what i mean what how do you want to be remembered to your to your fans and to the people i want to be an artist that reminds people of who they are my messages are meant to be inspiring. My messages are meant to be empowering. My messages are meant to be fun and loving. My brand is really love. So I want people to, when they hear my music, I want them to walk away feeling loved. 
at the end of the day. Yeah, man, we need that right now, don't we? Yes, we do. So I want to I want to uh, put put out there where people can find you because I think it's important, you know, th- th- to direct them to your website, to their social media. Um, again, so how can people find you uh, out there in, in the social media world and, and on the internet? Sure, I'm on Instagram under Lashonda L A S H O N D A Schofield S C H O F I E L D all together. I'm also on Facebook under the same name. I'm on Twitter as at that girl can write. And I also have a website that features my music as well. It's www.lashondascofield.com. You know, and talk, LaShonda, talk a little bit about social media because this is another topic that I like to discuss during shows because it's, I think, you know, when a lot of us got into the music industry what you know for me 25 years ago we didn't have you know we didn't even have cell phones really at the time i mean you know there were maybe the big the big ones you know but you know i you know we didn't have social media we didn't have internet we didn't have a lot of things that artists now have you know which i think in a way you know back in the day it, you know people had to get noticed you know by either getting discovered or going to auditions or uh, whatever the case may be. But now, obviously, you know, everybody has access to streaming platforms and social media and marketing, marketing themselves. And, you know, and, and which is in a, in a way it's good because you have a, you have an outlet to get to so many people in the mass audiences. But at the same time, so do every so does everyone else. I mean, millions of other people have the same avenue. So talk about how you use social media to kind of set yourself apart from the other um, artists and is there anything that you do differently that that uh, allows you to get more followers? Oh, that's a great question. So I just recently discovered Instagram Reel, R-E-E-L. And so it allows um, the viewer to see you in different ways. And so what I like to do is I do two things. I like to use my music to lip sync to my music, just doing really fun, creative things. And I also like to lip sync to other people's music. So here recently, um, during Michael Jackson's, I believe it was his birthday weekend, um, I did a lip sync video to uh, two of his songs and it's been getting a lot of views as a result of doing that because I was kind of playing off of the, um, if you love, it don't matter if you're black or white. So I was doing like the little head movements from the video, you know, that people remember from the 90s. And I don't know, people just, they liked it and it's been garnering a lot of attention. So that's one way to garner attention. But I also just believe just piggybacking off of the earlier talk, just making sure your page is professional, that you are um, continuously posting. People want to see what you're doing. And it may seem mundane, but people really are keenly interested in what you do during your day. So just making sure that your content is fresh, it's fun, you know, you are posting your music, because if you are a musician, 
you should every day post something related to your music. That's important. Yeah, we had we had a little bit of back and forth debate um, with one of my artists that I talked to a while ago, and we were talking about that. And <clears throat> I think as far as you know, posting things that are fun. You know, when you post things that are fun that aren't really music related, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Where, uh, you know, my thought is that it, it makes you look like a normal person if you if you put something on once in a while that doesn't have to do with your art. So what are your thoughts on, on posting things like, like that, just normal everyday activities? Oh, I'm all for it. I think it's a great thing. I mean, there is a such thing as oversaturation, but I think if you do it in moderation, um, people really... They really enjoy it, especially in this season, because we're all at home. You know, we're listening to music. We're on our phones. We're on social media pretty much all day. So people really are wanting to know, like, what is the life of LaShonda like? What does she do? What does she like to eat? I, I cannot tell you the number of comments that I get on what I post with regard to what I eat. People really want to know what I eat for <laughs> breakfast. And I have this other thing that I do where I'm singing to my cereal box. <laughs> my Cheerios, my apple cinnamon Cheerios to be exact. And I'm singing to my Cheerio box. And people are like, she's singing to her Cheerio box. Does she really do this? Yes, I really do it. <laughs> <laughs> people just... I, I get a lot of views on that too, you know? Some people think it's, oh, she's just doing it for a gimmick, but no, I actually really do that in real life. So it's just really taking what I do on a day-to-day -day and just giving someone a sneak peek into my world, really. That's awesome. I like to hear that, that's, <laughs> that's great. Um, well, LaShonda, I can't thank you enough for joining us tonight. And, and uh, you know, the new single is Free to Love. And just want to make sure that everybody listens to Free to Love and also your other music that we mentioned. We're going to play that during the show. Um, but again, LaShonda, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. And uh, best, of luck, uh, best, best of luck to you and, and everything you do. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you so much for having me.